is in the know for Wednesday, November 10, the 314th day of 2021. There are 51 days left in the year. Good morning, MD. Guiding you through in the know at K105. On Richfield Country Station, 1039 Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the app on Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will uh, look ahead to Thanksgiving a couple of weeks away. A little over a couple of weeks away. We'll tell you about that. Weather change in store for us. And I got skunked yet again. Missed out on being the sexiest man alive for the 50th year in a row. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the No Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. But who sat here yesterday? Uh, uh, that would be Yukon Cornelius. Sat yeah, here yesterday. well... I'm adjusting. Okay. Now are you trying to get your nest re, re, a little bit, readjusted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got it. I've been using you as an example for someone who's normally a uh, procrastinator when it comes to Christmas shopping that you've actually been, um, you know, taking the bull by the horns, so to speak. Yep. And I know it's only November the 10th, but how would you estimate? Are you 50% completed with your shopping? Are you 25%? Where, I would how, go where are like you? 40, 45. 45% percent complete. That's a very specific number. That's very good. I like well, that. I, I have a list. A new survey comes out. Consumers found that over half are close to, if not already, completed. So um, a lot of people do it early because they want to avoid stress. So do you feel a little bit better about it so far? I mean, you're doing it because you're worried about supply line issues and also, you know, having holiday plans, but you just don't want to feel rushed like you normally do? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean... There are multiple things for me okay. that come into play. Well, it's, but... just a, it's a complete about face for you, so I think that it's a, it's a good thing. Over there, chair number two, we say good morning to Grayson County Ag Agent, Miss Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Are you sleepy like me? I am. I had a late <laughs> night and a very early morning. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, a later night than uh, normal, but then I finally woke up later on, had to scroll back, see the end of the game. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, where Have you begun Christmas shopping? I am 0%. 0% Christmas shopping? Now, I was very, very pregnant this time last year, so I was like 85% finished last year. Uh, so I'm giving myself a little bit of grace this but year. But you were also binging lots of TV this time yeah, last year, just, and you're doing zero binging of TV yeah. now, I suppose. Yep. Do you do most of the Christmas shopping for your household, or do you all seg- do you segregate it pretty well? or what do you, how I do, do 99.8% of it, <laughs> and that 0.2% is me. So. <laughs> you get a measly two-tenths of a percentage point uh, that uh, that is gifted to you. So you do you, you go to the... Uh, do most of the grocery shopping as well and going to the yes. store? Okay. Well, I know you I know you might not like that ideally, but I will tell you that it saves you money. Oh, I'm sure it does. Because dads are much more likely to give in to the impulse shopping if they take the kids to the store. Yes. So moms have this greater ability to say, no, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. But if you send dad to the store with the kids, they're coming home with most anything oh, they and, want. And the thing is, too... If you'll notice, the grocery stores, and there's a lot of research into that. I used to do some of that, is 
why the grocery stores are laid out the way they're laid out and the way things are on the shelves are for the moms and for the kids. And so there's always going to be that dynamic of you can't have that. Don't pull that out off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because, you yeah. know, once you touch something, you're much more likely yes. to own it. If you just, yes. Don't touch anything. Yes. That's what a lot of moms do in the store. Mm-hmm. Don't touch anything. I have started pickup because I can't. Ugh, not my three heathens. Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Pickup is, has been a, a godsend. Yes. And let's just hope it doesn't go away. I know. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the last warm day for a while. Tomorrow is going to be a very transitional day, and it's going to be a yucky day. Uh, our Veterans Day forecast isn't looking very nice. A uh, period of rain is likely between 10 and 3 tomorrow. Going to be some strong wind gusts. Speeds could reach uh, 30 to 40 miles an hour tomorrow and again on Friday evening. And in some areas, I don't think it's going to happen for us, but they could see some snowflakes over the next, uh, but it's just because where that rain is turning to slush uh, maybe later at night. So don't get your hopes up, especially here between the lakes. Maybe off to the north and southern Indiana is a possibility, but not here. Partly cloudy, breezy today, high of 73. So again, enjoy it while it lasts. We're not going to see 70 degrees again for few months who knows when i mean yeah. you could have like a, christmas a few years ago you could have a eight. pop-up day here and there where you get one um and you go hey i like these but don't count on them it would be my advice mostly cloudy 56 tonight so not nearly as cool overnight tonight and then rain and wind tomorrow 90 percent chance and a high of 67 so the temperature's not that bad tomorrow but it's just gonna be yucky it's gonna be a, a nasty fall day won't be good for working outside so just be prepared the latest COVID-19 news, uh, don't have a lot of specifics for you today, but more of a uh, kind of a, a broad look at uh, COVID-19 cases in Kentucky continuing to decrease, but we're still seeing the positivity rate and the fatality rate at a high level. So we're not yet in that period where our where our caseload is coming down en- enough that then the following days and running through that cycle where our deaths are coming down. But we've seen the positivity. We did dip on on Halloween on Sunday. We did dip under 5%. But then since in the first 10 days of the month, we just gradually kind of crept back up to around 5.7%. Now, that's not compounding at the rate that we've seen it do before. But, you know, the key would be to try to just get under that 5%, which means contain. Good news, Hart County and Grayson County both turned orange in the last 24 hours. So Grayson County's incidence rate is at 21. Hart County's teetering there at 24.8, so they could easily uh, have a color change again tomorrow. But by the way, so could Grayson County, but continuing to go off in that uh, off in that direction. Ohio County turned red. They had been orange, and I think Breckenridge County had turned mm-hmm. red, uh, had been orange and turned red again. So it just kind of shows you when you get, um, when the populations are the size, when you're using a per capita number, it's very misleading in a State of 4 million people segregated in 120 different groups. Right. You know, it just doesn't take long to make a per capita change. So per 100,000, well, I mean, Grayson County is lucky to have one-fourth of a per capita, mm-hmm. at, unless it's a weekend in the summer and half of Jefferson <laughs> County is coming to, right. to Grayson County. But yeah. anyway, those kind of the – it's good to see the color change, and hopefully that will that will remain. Governor Bashir outlined yesterday – some of the tenets of his spending plan of his budget proposal for next year. And one of the big headlines today is that he's proposing a $15,000 raise for Kentucky State Troopers 
and an $8,000 increase for KSP telecommunicators, what some people historically might refer to as a dispatcher, but uh, now they're called telecommunicators. Yesterday, he unveiled part of his upcoming budget plan. Uh, The two-year budget plan provides millions of dollars to fund competitive salaries for Kentucky State Police Troopers, officers, and telecommunicators, also supplying recording devices for sworn troopers and increase the peace officer training stipend. So how do we rank? Kentucky ranks, uh, KSP ranks 74th in the state among law enforcement. Hmm. So there are 73 other law enforcement agencies in Kentucky with better compensation packages than the Kentucky State Police. So would that be like county and city? County, city, Louisville Metro, mm-hmm. Lexington Metro, Northern Kentucky, you know, Warren right. County, all those. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing the rural communities where people who want to be law enforcement officers, they get lured away to the next larger committee, uh, community to earn, you know, higher compensation levels. And um, also, if you study the state police compensation packages to our neighbors, our neighboring states, I think there's seven of them in total, we rank last. Mm-hmm. So even of neighboring states... Kentucky ranks last, specifically with the state police. So it says his plan would change starting pay for sworn officers from about uh, 40000 to about 55000 Current troopers also get that increase, by the way. And um, st- the state police are staffed with 736 full-time sworn troopers and officers, but they are 273 short of where the agency's uh, sworn strength was in 2006. So just in a period of 15 years, we are about you know 25% less, and it's because we're not we're not offering the level of compensation that it takes for people to go. I want to be with the state police, and I can provide a living. And also, when it's become much more unpopular to be a law enforcement officer over the last five years, when you hear the na- the nasty things that people say and do how they treat law enforcement officers when the overwhelming majority, I mean the huge overwhelming majority, are just trying to help and do good, and then they get people spit on them or people try to you know combat and fight or threaten or all those things. So you have to do something to create an incentive that says, well, if I'm going to have to put up with all of that, mm-hmm. at least I have this to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's also problematic for telecommunicators because, really, I think most state state police uh, uh, troopers and most KSP personnel will tell you that they can only do their jobs if they've got good good telecommunicators that filter out and field and direct mm-hmm. and tell them where they're needed. Right. So they can't do it without the telecommunicators. Yeah, they're, your resources. they're the first right. first responders. Yeah. You say they're the first. They're the first people to say, "How can I help? Right. What What do I need to do?" And so they are needed, and they are not ranking very well. Um, they don't rank very well. Telecommunicators. The governor's proposal will increase starting pay for telecommunicators from twenty four thousand annually to thirty two thousand dollars annually, and they're extremely short staffed as well. So I, I think it's pro- probably been a long time coming, mm-hmm. and definitely probably worth it. Yeah, would, much uh, needed. Would yeah. help. Well, you know I, what you what you don't want to hear as a citizen. There are a lot of communities, and throughout history, out in my my history that I've been living, there have been times where it's kind of an escalating thing. So your city help needs needs help, 
or then they call in the county for assistance, or you could perhaps be vice versa. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. Then when you run out of those resources, who do you turn to? You turn to KSP. You turn to the state police. Yeah. You say, well, let, we, this is this is different. We need mm-hmm. more manpower. Well, if they're struggling, mm-hmm. then they don't have the resources. Who, who, who do, do you, what do, you do? Yeah, right, right. Who do you? So it's just kind of like um, it, it needs to be tiered properly and – I just find it hard to believe that there are 73 other law enforcement agencies in Kentucky that pay better than the Kentucky State Police. It's kind of in the name, right? Yeah. The, I mean, it's I the can't state say police. I'm not surprised, but it is unfortunate. But 73? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, could have named, oh, sure, Bowling Green PD and the like, LMPD. Yeah. Like, sure, I can run through Owensboro, mm-hmm. Elizabethtown, mm-hmm. like I can, even Litchfield. But 73? Just hard to believe. And I'm sure that's an average. Yeah. A digital customer service company will add 300 jobs as part of a half-million-dollar investment to expand its operations in Kentucky. Helpware will add jobs at its existing location in Montgomery County and a new office in Mercer County. Helpware serves high-growth health tech, e-commerce technology, and other companies to complete complex tasks and grow their brands. I don't know really what that means. Is it a but one of the, company? Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but it sounds even almost a little more technical in the... Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But the, one of the reasons that I mention it is that I think if you work for a Kentucky company, you should look to do business with and support Kentucky companies when you can. Sure. And I'm not familiar with the company Helpware that's Kentucky-based, but I am planting it as a seed that the next time you hear something about helpware, maybe you'll be a little more knowledgeable and go, oh, they're a Kentucky company. Mm-hmm. And so just got to stick together. I know. We got to take on those Tennesseans and Hoosiers. Uh, and, yeah. Grayson County High School recently kicked off uh, college application season with their f- first ever family FAFSA fair. During the event, over 30 students were able to complete a FAFSA form on-site and uh, learn about the process. It's open to all college applicants. You never quite know what financial assistance might be out there for you. Mm-hmm. You might be walking around thinking, oh, yeah, I don't qualify for any of that, or and this will tell you whether you do or you don't, and there's no penalty in doing it. It's a free process, and I would recommend that you do. Highly. Attorney General Daniel Cameron yesterday joined local officials in Covington for the grand opening of his Northern Kentucky field office, which he says is a step toward expanding the footprint of the AG's office statewide. He said he's committed to establishing physical offices in regions across the state in order to provide Kentuckians with quick and reliable access to the services offered by the office. So in in addition to this Northern Kentucky in uh, Kenton County, in addition to that field office, it's HQ in Frankfurt. They've got uh, locations in Prestonsburg and Louisville right now. Need one in extreme western Kentucky yeah. is probably what they should do. Uh, Whitney is uh, yawning this morning. I'm yawning this morning because <laughs> the ball game started earlier. UK and Duke in the Champions Classic started earlier than I thought it might. Mm-hmm. It uh, eight forty four Central Time. Uh, I would have figured it had been 15 to 20 minutes later than that, but because Kansas took care of Michigan State relatively early. easily, that game ended early, and then there was 30 minutes between the two. Uh, 
I read a tweet that I shared with you, Whitney, at the mm-hmm. sco- final score that Duke Duke won seventy nine seventy one. Uh, Whitney, have you heard this is Coach K's last year? Oh goodness, <laughs> yes. <sighs> every every all of the coverage last night was <laughs> which we uh, knew we knew yeah, that was going to happen yeah, it's but like, it's still bow down at the <laughs> bow down at the throne of Mike Shishovsky yeah. and then Jay Billis has a tie He's got a tie. He's got yes. a tie there. He's got a connection. If the roles were reversed, I would understand. Mm-hmm. He does a pretty good job of being neutral yeah. most of the time. But on a right. night like that where they're celebrating Coach K. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tweet I read this morning, I won't take credit for it, but I shared it with you, Whitney. But I thought it perfectly described how I feel. I'm disappointed. But I'm not. What did I say? Discouraged. I'm discouraged. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm not discouraged. Right. I like to. I would like to see those two teams again in March. Yes. And um, Kentucky just doesn't seem to quite have the chemistry that they need yet. Well, and I think there's a little bit of. Uh, I don't know how to say this. They are. They have a lot of. They still have some work to do on defense, and Duke obviously has that. Even though I think too a little bit. Things were let go last night that typically wouldn't be. The game was called. They kind of let things happen on their own. They let it hash out on the court. The the referees didn't. They get were playing much. in an NBA arena, yes. and it had an NBA feel to it. Yes, surrounded by NBA players. Yes. who played at both of those schools. So it was a. It's a weird thing to see those two blue bloods, mm-hmm. those two coaches on that iconic floor. With all of those millionaires, mm-hmm. you know the Julius Randles, and that they that yeah. those programs created there, mm-hmm. it was like a who's who of. It was it was of, a good uh, game though. Of, yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah. Um, I fell asleep during the second half, but when I woke up at eleven thirty, mm-hmm. I just rolled it back and I saw the finals. Like, yeah, that's about right. We we coached basketball. We had elementary last night and came straight home. Got ready, got the kids ready for bed, and then watched that. And so I was already a little wired. So I just thought I figured stay up. I couldn't. Couldn't quite get there. Can I just say thank God for Wheeler in the first half? We didn't have Wheeler. Right. I, we, we wouldn't have been in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.K. women's team, they won last night. They went on two different. I think they scored 19 unanswered in the first half, mm-hmm. and I think they scored 22 unanswered to win the game. Yeah. But they won last night. And, Are they uh, undefeated right now? Yeah, they just started. They, yes. Last night was the opener. Okay. They had some exhibitions, but uh, okay. they uh, it was uh, it was. Ryan Howard had 15 points on the night, so I expect him to do good things uh, this season as well. The Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers got uh, their season started last night, got a victory over Alabama State, 79-74. to Davion McKnight had 19 points and six assists for Western Kentucky. And then um, an Alabama man is charged with breaking into a county jail to make a delivery of cigarettes, marijuana, cell phones, and chargers. The Pike County, Alabama Sheriff Russell Thomas said that workers using a security motion system saw a man coming through the fence surrounding the jail at 2 a.m. on Monday morning. 19-year-old Jadakus McKinney of Enterprise, Alabama, maybe you've been through there. I was going to say, I've been through there. Was arrested and charged with criminal trespassing, promotion, prison contraband, and marijuana possession. Listen, I can understand breaking into several places. it Tell seems like when you're breaking into a, jail. into a jail, you're doing half the work. Well, guess what? He gets to stay. So. Yeah. Right? You're, you're doing half the work for law enforcement by breaking into the jail. But oh. I also understand that's a very healthy marketplace probably yes, there where uh, his contraband was probably bringing a premium. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. 
today is Sesame Street Day. I love it. Saluting the 1969 debut of the landmark children's TV show on PBS. It was the first preschool educational TV show to base its content on laboratory research. Well, I saw this this morning, and I was going to share with you, but I assumed that you would have it or find it. Today's show is brought to you by the number seven (laughs) and the letter K. Uh, It is also Vanilla Cupcake Day today. So if you like vanilla cupcakes, or if you don't, it's still the day. It is um, Accounting Day. It's an annual observance to promote the profession and provide an opportunity for networking among accountants in public practice, industry, and government. I was, you know, I'm the son of an accountant, son of a CPA, so I can tell you firsthand, listen, when those accountants let their hair down, <laughs> oh, look out. My aunt is CPA. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids, when she says, we are here to party uh-huh. That's how all of the CPAs do. <laughs> all the accountants on accounting day, they just go wild. They all wear lampshades on their heads, and it's just crazy. Hey, whatever works. It's also area code day today. Area codes were introduced in the 1940s to solve the issue of not enough phone numbers to go around. Also, having area codes enabled us to stop having actual operators because the Transylvania 65,000s of the world, you know, the Litchfield 270s or whatever went away because you could just dial the 10 digits yourself. Mm -hmm. And it really revolutionized how you made telephone calls. And there was a significant call made uh, on this date in history, which we'll talk about later on in the show. Did you, Whitney, did you buy anything during the pandemic that you now regret? Oh, no, not really. I, I think, mean, I bought a house. I bought. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's good to not have you know, buyer's we, uh, remorse yeah. on a house. Um, uh, Miss Buckles, did you buy anything during the pandemic that you now regret? I don't think so. There were a lot of people, though, that there was so much money, like, you know, we yeah. were getting stimulus and all that, yeah. that a lot of people were just buying things that really they didn't need or they oh, needed for a very yeah. short period of time because they were stuck indoors. Yes. I think the things we bought here in the more rural portions were different because we weren't necessarily stuck inside. Sure. In New York City, they were buying things like Pelotons or gaming devices. I've seen a lot of those on sale lately. Yeah, the, what Pelotons? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Can you please take this Peloton off my hands before I turn it into a clothing rack? Forty-five uh, percent. The most regrettable buys. Forty-five percent of people regret buying gaming equipment. Forty-three percent regret buying tools and carpentry equipment. Carpentry equipment. It. We all took up. Yeah. We all took up hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Which now that we had to go back to work, we don't have time for our hobbies, and so the stuff's just sitting around. Home gym equipment, 39%. Musical instruments, 37%. Pizza oven, hot tub, sports equipment, scooter, garden furniture, jewelry, kitchen appliance, air fryer, bread maker. No, I purchased I purchased an air fryer, had a baby, and something else, and that was a meme going around. It was like I did I survived twenty twenty because I didn't do any of those things, and I think I did all three of them. <laughs> Smartphone or a tablet, TV, uh, computer tech, or a bicycle at twenty seven percent. Some of the things that people bought, and now they've gone back to their normal things. Like I don't need this stuff anymore. Yeah, I, I mean we. 
I don't know. I bought some gym equipment, but we still use it at home. So all right. Well, yeah. I guess that's. Uh, but it's the, not really. It's not a lot of stuff. It's a wise environment and uh, investment. <laughs> I found a list of nine store bought Thanksgiving shortcuts that chefs that they said they asked professional chefs. As a chef, do you love this or do you hate this? So, for instance, they asked chefs about store bought pre cooked turkey for your Thanksgiving dinner. And the chef said, thumbs down. Mm -hmm. They asked the chefs about instant mashed potatoes. And the chef said, thumbs down. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about instant mashed potatoes, Whitney? Um, I mean, for Thanksgiving, I'm going to make the real things, but on a nightly basis. And you can mix those. I mean, you can mix real potatoes in I with agree them with and you. make them, make them taste oh, real. But for like, Thanksgiving, yeah. we right. go with like the real thing. We yeah. call that like a weave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people weave hair yes. into their existing hair. Yes. If you weave real potatoes into mm -hmm. instant potatoes, see? Yeah. I see what you're doing there. Pre-made pie crusts. Thumbs up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember the year that I outed my mother-in-law. <gasps> Uh-oh. Oh, terrible. I ruined it all for, for my mother-in-law. And for you as well. But, well, but indirectly for her. Mm -hmm. Because. <clears throat> Are you going to tell it? Sure. Sure. Uh, I was making, I don't know, pumpkin pies, derby pies, something. And she said, you make pie crust just like my mom. <sighs> I believe <laughs> for all of my life that oh my, my mother gosh. was making from scratch pie crust. <sighs> <sighs> and so when I was able to... <laughs> Copy that. I'm like, my mama to perfection. Yeah. Like, how did you do that? How that did you know? Funny. My mom makes her, these are just like my mom's homemade pie crust. I'm like, well, your mom, they're the same as your mom's. Your mom's pie crust Pillsbury. aren't homemade, <laughs> and so they had to have a very hard conversation about. Aww. And so, come to find out, I don't know that so much my mother-in-law directly said to you these are homemade pie crusts but i may have inferred she she certainly probably didn't do anything to dispel the rumor right. well if, and you wouldn't either no, right absolutely not right. except when you said that hers were homemade i was like well uh, i know no. mine aren't so i don't think so oh. the the illusion Spoiler. was ruined. pre-made gravy thumbs down store-bought oh, yeah. apple pie thumbs up yeah some of those I agree. are pretty good yeah i agree Canned cranberry sauce, major thumbs up. Mm -hmm. That's what they said. Store-bought appetizers to be passed around before dinner, thumbs up. Yeah. And cornbread mix, thumbs down. Okay. They say uh, making it from scratch is the best way to go. Is Jiffy oh. included in there? See, I'm not a Jiffy fan. I'm really? A, I'm a, not a sweet cornbread fan, and we fry our cornbread. I do love fried cornbread, okay. but... His preference is when I do Jiffy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it, but I just, I would prefer, I'm with them. I like my homemade yeah. cornbread. Well, and I don't, I mean, I, I just make cornbread as a method of going to, it's just one of the ingredients for mm -hmm. the stuffing or dressing. See, we I don't guess, even more, do, more we, we don't do corn, we do cornbread. We don't do the dressing. We actually have regular dressing, the other kind, the, okay. I don't know what it's called. Hmm. Yeah. Here are some. TikTok recipe hacks that will totally impress people if you choose to do them. Uh, one is called Make Ahead French Toast. That if you know you're going to be busy the day of your event, you want to get a jump start, 
that you can take uh, brioche bread, eggs, half and half, and pumpkin pie mix. Mm -hmm. Cover your bread with the wet ingredients. Store in your fridge until it's time to make. So you take the bread, you mix it all up, and then you just put it in a Tupperware container and put it in the refrigerator. And you can um, then uh, you just bake it for about an hour. And then you've got a French toast dish to serve on the morning of Thanksgiving. There is one person who has a hack for, I know both of you like friends, so the trifle, the infamous, <laughs> the infamous trifle, but the layers of uh, beef sauteed with peas and onions is a little bit scary to me. Mm-hmm. So here's a hack that if you'll just replace the beef and the peas and onions with crumbled up brownies and green jelly beans, you get the same look. And you keep it sweet. Oh, okay, okay. So, and it 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 looks good, mm-hmm. you know. It because when you see it, you know. Well, that's the trifle from Friends. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. There's easy potato casserole. You can, by the way, these are on TikTok, and I'm sure you can search for them. There's Taco Bell shepherd's pie. That kind of sounds good, right? Where you take um, Taco Bell sauce packets. Put them in the mashed potatoes and crunchy tacos as the middle layer, and we'll give your friends something to talk about. <laughs> Snickers apple salad. We've actually had that. We have. Yes. yes. I've, uh, my my <clears throat> aunt makes it, but it's more of a summer dish. <laughs> Typically, lazy, lazy apple pot pie, easy cronuts. Snickerdoodle brown butter chocolate chip cookies. That sounds good, too. 15-minute apple pies. So here's how you do those if you're looking for, if you can barely boil water, I think you can do this. So take applesauce and buy tortilla boats. You can get them at uh, at, uh, Target, it says. And then you cook those in the air fryer, you know, that you bought because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Then sprinkle on some cinnamon, sugar, and top with some ice cream if you want to go a la mode. So you got Ooh. tortilla boat, applesauce, cinnamon, ice cream. Uh-huh. And half of that you will have done in your air fryer. So if people think you can't make anything, that's easy. Like that's, you can't mess that up. I mean, for what it's worth, TikTok has a lot of pretty cool recipe ideas. I mean, you could search it and find all kinds. So let me ask you, I, I don't TikTok, so I just wonder, though, does Pinterest sit over there in the corner going, we used to be the cool place well, where because people got all the information? Here's the difference between Pinterest and TikTok, though. I like to actually watch the videos of them being done. Mm-hmm. And Pinterest will send you to a recipe website, and you have to read through all of the text to get to the bottom of the page to where it has the recipe card. Does uh-huh. that make sense? So you know how much I do not like watching videos. Yes. So I'm more of a Pinterest person, even though I have to scroll to get down to the recipe. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching videos. Mm. Yeah. I am a video watcher. I like mm-hmm. it's like, how did you do that? And they're really short too. So, or they'll show you all of the recipe, you know, ingredients, and you they just. I find a lot of crockpot meals on there. That's my go-to. And then there are Friendsgiving charcuterie board ideas. Ooh. So, uh, if you can't make a big fancy one, then you can find a, a video on TikTok. Of traditional boards as well as dessert, mm-hmm. charcuterie boards, uh, the also uh, classic veggie boards, which are easily pulled off. I mean, mm-hmm. you could even buy the ones in the plastic, but if you mm-hmm. put them on your own plate, some people might not know that you didn't do all the work <laughs> yourself. 
<laughs> I'm not recommending it. I was saying I know that people do it. I'd, it would be ignorant to think people don't yeah. do not do that. No, I like a good charcuterie board. So here's one that could be a game changer. You mentioned dressing. You're making me hungry. Stuffing. That's why you came. To... <laughs> Red Lobster has released a Uh-oh. recipe for cheddar stuffing biscuits. using their cheddar biscuits. I've already saved it, by the you, way. You have? Yes. I have a <laughs> box of those at home, so uh, let me have the recipe because uh, I'm doing Thanksgiving this year. Listen, uh, I've got the recipe. I will send it with you. I have it right here in my hand. But you can buy. It's You need like uh, 12 uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits. You need six cups of bread, cup of butter, yellow onion, celery, carrot. I don't put carrot in my dressing, but some people might. Sage, thyme, rosemary, chicken broth. And so yeah. it's your normal dressing, but you're using. Oh, yeah, so my man. dressing, I use um, cornbread, mm-hmm. stale bread, crackers. That's the base, mm-hmm. like cr- crumbled up saltine mm-hmm. crackers. But you could add this in there as the fourth or substitute for one of those and just mm-hmm. keep on trucking. And I could see that underlying cheddar in there that's yeah. in those biscuits. That sounds delicious. Mm. So good. Mm, that'd be good. Yeah. And then if you're uh, determined to rot out your teeth, for th- uh, for Christmas, you'll be excited to know that Mountain Dew is releasing their gingerbread flavored soda Ooh. in time for the holidays. Would this be something you'd drink? No, I won't drink Mm-mm. a normal Mountain Dew, so I'm no. definitely Mm-mm. not going no, to. No, I'll drink do a diet, but I don't think I could gingerbread. do gingerbread. I used to could do diet Mountain Dew. I can't even do that now. It's just not. No. But probably uh, better off. It should be on shelves. So if it makes you feel all Christmassy, gingerbread Mountain Dew. So you do you, and I'll be over here with the cheddar bay stuffing. The cheddar biscuit stuffing sounds good to me. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know the letter combination O U G H can be pronounced eight different ways? O-U-G-H, like in dough, D-O-U-G-H is dough. Okay. Uh, So, like in tough. O-U-G-H. If you put a T on the end, that's ought. Mm -hmm. You ought to. And then I'll leave the other five up to you all. Oh, wow. O-U-G-H can be be pronounced eight different ways. So, uh, it's in the middle of throughout. Out, yeah. Grouts? Is that right? No. Yeah. Ought. So, ought and out. uh, yeah. Okay. So eight different ways. So it's kind of hard to hmm. hard to imagine. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Moving along. Skunked again. I know you all are just as shocked as I <laughs> to learn that I did not get named People Magazine sexiest man alive yet again. I'm just thinking. You know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Maybe eventually it'll be my year. But uh, Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Is the 2021 People Magazine Funniest Man Alive. And I remember him back in Clueless. <laughs> it, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I don't know how many times, kind of running back through, you know, you got your George Clooney's and your Brad Pitt's and your, how many times we've had someone who has such a big sense of humor yeah. that is your sexiest man alive. And so. Kudos to The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and to Paul Rudd because they did a skit last night that where uh, Paul Rudd 
got told they they made the announcement that he had been named sexiest man alive, but he went into this. You know how the beauty queens, when they find out they win, like, oh. they short circuit. Yeah. Like their hands come up beside their face and they start shaking. Uh-huh. And then they're just like, nah, nah, nah. like, he went through this whole big, oh, gosh. being in a big gregarious, gregarious uh, way like Paul Rudd can do. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. It was yeah. good. And so I, I liked it. So good for him. Uh, Paul Rudd's sexiest man alive. He also said, I'm getting business cards made. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then uh, Adam Levine and um, Blake Shelton, mm-hmm. you know, they got to argue back and forth because I think they were in back to back years. Yes. So they had some fun with it. But somebody truly funny like Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. you know, Lisa Kudrow's happy for him. Oh, yeah. That's, right? my, that's my TV husband. Uh huh. <laughs> But uh, he's been in he's been in some great movies oh, too. Yeah. This is forty. It's probably oh, one that's of my probably, favorite. Yes, I that, love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on uh, Buddy the Elf's iconic costume that Will Ferrell wore in the movie, estimates were earlier this week that it would auction between twenty seven thousand and forty one thousand dollars. Sold for $300,000 this week. Wow. I mean, I kind of get that. I mean, I would never pay that much for it, but the first number sounded low to me. If you've got more money than Davy Crockett, paying $296,702 for this is, you know, not much for something to say. It's a collector's piece. You know, you Mm -hmm. put it and go, hey, look, I have. It does make me wonder. How many of them there were? I, I know this is one that he wore, but probably there's more than one. Wouldn't you think Will Ferrell has one? Oh, I would think so. You would so. think so. Because that ended up being, I don't think he realized how big that movie was going to be. <laughs> no, in fact, I, I don't know if it was the day you were here last week, but he admitted he was afraid. He thought his career was going to be over yes. after that uh, after that movie. Kim, Car- especially, he said the looks that he was getting. I mean, imagine... We know the movie, and mm-hmm. we, so we've seen it, mm-hmm. and we know what a classic it is and how much people love it. But imagine when they were actually in New York filming, filming it, it, and he's running around in yellow tights and that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eating chewing gum off of the Well, think about all the, the other movies he's done. He's done silly stuff like that, like Talladega Nights. That's true. I mean, yeah. Comes with That's the probably territory. more of a closed set. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian's Skims has partnered with Fendi to collaborate on a new line. And it went on sale earlier this week and made a million dollars in four minutes. I believe it, just to say you have it. So Fendi is, a, I guess, a very expensive line. And then Kim K is very, her Skims line is very successful. Items in the collection range from $100 to $4,200. And... Uh, three hundred thousand people to be three hundred thousand people signed up to be on the wait list ahead of the launch. A million dollars, a million dollars in four minutes. Are you going to wear it, or is it just to say that you bought it? Well, one of the thing in there was the four thousand dollar dress that the black leather dress that she wore earlier oh, this yeah. year. So, I mean, it doesn't take long to sell too many black leather dresses at four thousand dollars a piece. Sure, and you've uh, you've rolled into some dough. I did learn yesterday. There's a petition. I, I, they're remaking Wicked into a live action movie. Mm-hmm. 
which I'm excited about. Can't wait to see it. But then there immediately began, began a petition that James Corden shouldn't be in it, which puzzled me. Because like, well, James Corden's good. I like James Corden, you know, yeah. carpool karaoke, and he's funny. But I said, when I think about it, James Corden does seem to be acting all the time. Yeah. Like he seems to be, it doesn't seem like he's his genuine self. He's this lovable, doughy kind of, mm-hmm. and so could that be it? And come to find out that's not it. It's that he's been in every Broadway remake in recent years. He's figured out a way to be in it. And so people are just saying, can he just not be in this one? So because, is he in Hamilton? Um, no, he's not in Hamilton. Of course, that what they did there was they took the Broadway show and just Made like, it showed it okay, okay. as a movie. Okay. But he's in Cinderella. Okay. And then he's yeah. in some of the other more... Um, Live action remakes, okay. but I like him. So, but it just yeah, puzzled me on why people people would say that. And then Dean Stockwell of Quantum Leap fame, the actor who played, um, he was kind of the who played Merlin. He's a guy. He he played next to Scott Bakula on Quantum Leap from eighty nine to ninety three. He was in ninety seven episodes. He was in a few movies as well. But Dean Stockwell has passed at the age of eighty five. So. Rest in peace, Dean Stockwell. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more. Hang around here on M&O. to ponder for today would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or in a broken elevator oh dear well i'm afraid of heights Mm -hmm. so i thought i knew what your answer would be that you would drift and say you'd rather be stuck in the elevator i think so yeah because then you're not exposed to the elements well yeah and and that's the thing if you're on the ski lift is it like at the landing or are you midair well what's the law what's the highest ski lift you've ever been in off the ground that's what i started calculating was as someone who is more likely to be claustrophobic yeah then it made me say oh i would much i would definitely rather be stuck on a ski lift than stuck in an elevator because I would feel closed in. At least a ski lift is not that far. I mean, you may die from falling out of it, but it's not as if you're hundreds of feet off the ground on the ski lifts that I've been on. Now, in Europe and the Alps, you know, you've got the big gondolas that you're, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's a ski lift. So I I think I'm going with ski lift. Yeah, I'm going to stick with elevator. You're sticking with elevator? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I pro- that, that's probably what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Would it have anything to do with who would be on the elevator? Yeah, that's true. That's a big <laughs> part of it. And if you're by yourself, because that's the other thing is if you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that being by yourself would be a little more nerve-wracking. Yeah. Uh, does your phone work? Like yeah. I would need to know, does your phone work? Mm-hmm. Who am I stuck on the elevator with? Yeah. Um. That's Those are the things I really think I would really need to know. On television tonight, the 55th annual CMA Awards. 
I had no idea they were even on. Uh, I've been hearing them be promoted this week. That's how I kind of knew that they were going on. Uh, performers include Jimmy Allen, Brothers Osborne, Eric Church, Dan and Shay, uh, Carly Pierce, Kentucky and Carly Pierce, uh, Blake Shelton, Luke Bryan is the host. Mm. Luke Bryan. Survivor. The castaways must work to make amends after betrayals. An interesting turn of events takes place at the reward challenge. On Fox, The Masked Singer, and the season 13 finale on Lifetime of Married at First Sight. My daughter likes The Masked Singer. We record it and watch it. I watched the first episode, and I just, I don't know why it wouldn't hook me. It just, oh, I mean, I don't watch it live, and she'll she'll watch it, but I don't. Man, I'm in and out. <laughs> but you know me. I don't watch it. Can you tell what it is, that what makes her like it so much? I think it's just the costumes and the, you know, and the flamboyance of all of it. It, it just attracts her. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1951. Customer-dialed long-distance telephone service began as Mayor Leslie Denning of Inglewood, New Jersey, called Alameda, California, Mayor Frank Osborne without operator assistance. Also why it's area code day today. In 1775, the U.S. Marines were organized under authority of the Continental Congress. We're going to celebrate Veterans Day tomorrow, by the way. 1919, the American Legion opened its first national convention in Minneapolis. Sesame Street made its debut on national education television, what we know today as PBS. This date in 1969. C.F.O. Cookie. It's good enough for me. 1982, the newly finished Vietnam Veterans Memorial was open to its first visitors in Washington, three days ahead of its official dedication. And five years ago today... President Donald, uh, well, President-elect Donald Trump took a triumphant tour of the nation's capital where he had a cordial White House meeting with President Barack Obama, and (laughs) the rest is history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The world changed a lot between that day and today. Uh Uh-huh. Sure has. Birthdays today. Country singer Donna Fargo is 80. She like the happiest girl in the whole USA. Then that Donna Fargo, didn't she do that? I'm not sure. Tim Rice, the lyricist, is 77. Sinbad is 65 today. He's funny. Mackenzie Phillips, the actor, is 62. Tommy Davidson is 58. Tracy Morgan is 53. Ellen Pompeo is 52. Crazy oh wow! Is that Meredith Grey? Yes, it, it is. is. Are you impressed that I know the name of a of a uh, Grey's Anatomy character? I mean, a little bit, but I don't know how you can go through, especially doing your job without knowing yes, who she true. is. We had a chart topper sneak in there real quick. As you all know, my chart topper blew up on me during the commercial break, <laughs> so I'm trying to get it uh, going. Uh, Miranda Lambert is 38 today. Oh, wow. Gone but not forgotten, Martin Luther, born this date in 1483, Claude Rains in 1889, Richard Burton, born in 1925, Roy Scheider in 1932. All right. See if I can get a chart topper. All right. 1960, The Drifters, number one. Saves the last dance for me. So, darling. 
Save the last dance for me. Is that your favorite Drifter song? Mm-hmm. What about Under the Boardwalk? <laughs> you don't like Under the Boardwalk better than I don't know. Save the last dance. I, I would probably know it if I heard it. But. Under the Boardwalk. The Fifth Dimension Wedding Bell Blues, number one in 1969. And let's go to 1978. Sleeping single in a double bed. Barbara Mandrell was number one. You do know that one? Good for you. MB's Pro. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Good to see you. Um, See you again real soon. I don't know if we'll see you next week, but maybe we'll see you the day before Thanksgiving. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. It's be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Whitney will be back soon. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. To be successful, you must accept all challenges that come your way. You can't just accept the ones you like. To be successful, you must accept all challenges that come your way. You can't just accept the ones you like. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Looking forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.